Run in seamless comfort. Runderwear is performance underwear that is always supremely comfortable and chafe-free. Made from breathable, wicking fibers and available in five silhouettes. Save 20% with code AMR20 at runderwear.com AMR. It's 2021 and nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes. Rothy's surveyed thousands of customers and the number one word used to describe their shoes is comfy. Head to rothys.com slash AMR to find your new warm weather favorites today. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash AMR. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined by Amanda Loudon. Hello, Amanda. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Good. You sound a whole lot closer to me than you normally do. Um, say two thirds of the way closer. <laughs> I would say so. That's correct. We we had to like adjust our whole schedule. You know, it, it feels different doing it with only an hour apart. I know. I know. Now that you have moved from Maryland to Colorado, it's like, okay, this is the time we're going to record Pacific. I'm thinking, can you translate that to mountain time? Yes. Yes. I've been thinking so much about you. How, how did the move go? How are you settling in? Fill us um, in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, the 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 actual logistics of the move, you know, went went pretty smoothly, I have to say. I mean, you know, it, it it's always a mixed bag and there's always a few things, you know, that that go amiss, but um but overall, um pretty pretty well. And um yeah, I've got, you know, Audrey's in school already and um mm. Yeah, and I you know, I'm I'm adjusting a little bit. I'm pretty I'm pretty homesick and I'm not 100% wedded to this being permanent. So mm. we'll just, you know, it's a one day at a time kind of thing as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And so, I mean, so you live outside of Boulder. Right. Right. And um, so different, different scene than suburban Maryland. In every way, shape and form. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, the, 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 the bonuses are, you know, the recreation is amazing. Um, the weather's incredible. Um, you know, all those things, um, you know, but I, uh, I don't even want to, I'm getting teary. So I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I miss my, my community. So yeah. 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 So, yeah. but you have, um, a fun excursion with a friend this coming Friday. Right. So we're, we're backpedaling a little bit on that. <laughs> um, Beth Risden and I were, uh, you know, she texted me the other day to ask if I wanted to do a 14er. Um, Tell people what, because um, you even use the, like you put one, four, and then an R and it texted me. And I'm like, well, that's a funny typo. <laughs> Right, tell, right. Tell folks so, what a 14er is, please. So these are the 50 some um, peaks here that are above 14,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's often a bucket list item for people and, and people who live out here, of course, you know, many have done several of them. I know Dimity has done at least one now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely on my bucket list too. Um, but um, the one that Beth suggested, which is Long's Peak, which is um, you know, which she chose for proximity because it's not far from here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 when we, when I started reading the description, <laughs> I started backpedaling. It's just, oh. just generally not recommended as your first 14 year. Oh. 
Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Boy, when it says that, hmm, that gives pause. A- absolutely. I, I, I really started digging in and, and kind of thinking, yeah, this is a little bit of a misguided idea, certainly for me right now. And, and, um, and, you know, my, my, you know, I've been here for three weeks and everything else. So, um, so yeah, I think we're, we're going to, we're going to put that on the back burner and, you know, others that are more friendly to first time, um, a sense are a little bit further flung and you have mm-hmm. to, at this time of the year, if you're going to do one, you need to be starting at like 3 AM, um, wow. because you need to get back down off the exposed areas before the afternoon storms roll in. Oh, so, um, so, you know, it, it would take a little more doing to travel a couple of hours away to get, you know, to mm-hmm. get on the mountain early on. So yeah, it's all tabled for now. So instead we're okay. just going to go do a, a 14 mile run on Friday. Um, <laughs> oh, just a 14 mile run. <laughs> right, right, right. And a beautiful Canyon that's nearby and all of that. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. um, yeah, that's kind of where we are right now. <laughs> okay. And maybe, um, tell people who Beth Risden is in case they don't know. Right. So if you don't know Beth, she is, um, behind, um, she started as a blogger and social media handles are shut up and run. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she's been around in social media for years and is very popular and yeah. kind of irreverent and fun. And, um, and, and we've known each other for about, I guess, maybe 10 years now or something. So yeah. So she's, she's been a, a you know, a great um, point of contact for me out here. Yeah. yeah. And you had met Beth before you moved. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause, yeah. cause people who quote unquote know her on social media, I, I, which I count myself among those people, I feel, and I have met her in person, but I felt that she's such her seemingly her authentic self online that one can feel that they know Beth without Absolutely. ever, ever having met her in person. Absolutely. That, that definitely holds true. Yeah. 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 Well, that's gonna, that's gonna be fun and more in your wheelhouse. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes oh goodness oh goodness so um well my family and i took a um short little um or long weekend a short vacation depending on how you look at it we went up to the olympic peninsula to uh see some of my husband's family and um it's just a beautiful place it's a town called port townsend and so we had fun athletic exploits that, um, there were, we stayed on this, um, what used to be a military base, it's called Fort Warden. And it's now you can rent, um, you know, and stay in one of the, I don't know if they let you stay in barracks, but we, like we stayed in an officer's quarter. So this house that where, you know, I don't know, officer deems used to live. And so there were two tennis courts, a long stone's throw outside the front door And the first day we got there, we saw a gentleman playing with a wooden racket. And I'm like, well, that's kind of random. I'm like, oh, I bet he borrowed it from the, you know, the, the place from this Fort Warden place. And so it turns out that yes, they did have tennis rackets, but not wooden ones. So he was just going old school. And, um, so, but we borrowed three rackets and some balls and, oh my gosh, we had such fun playing just goofball goofball tennis right right <laughs> we just you know there's there's no rules there were two courts next to each other if there's no one on the adjoining court you know it, go get it like run play it from over there it's fine <laughs> Um, I like, I like this kind of tennis <laughs> yeah, bounce three times. Not a problem. Oh, it, you know, it became almost like volleyball because, you know, like someone in the backcourt would hit it and wouldn't make it over the net. So 
<laughs> their teammate would run over and hit it and oh, it still wouldn't make it over the net. So hit it again. And, um, oh boy, it was just so much fun. And I mean, we played and, you know, jeans and um you know <laughs> while my daughter's was playing in tevas sometimes we'd play barefoot um, yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> and i just haven't laughed with my family so hard since i don't know when um, oh, great. yeah it was great. really really good and um tennis was my sport in ninth and tenth grade and I was pleased that some of my skills came back to me. And I now very nice. It <laughs> seemed a little impressed with my abilities. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then we got we borrowed then one racket, a good racket from uh, my husband's cousin. And so then, of course, we all were like, "Oh, you know, oh, I want to play with it." I went, "Oh no, mom, you can't play with it. You're already good enough." You know. <laughs> so, so it's tough to get on a court here there's um a high demand for it and then a lot of pickleball players are taking yeah. over tennis courts yep, yep yep and so um but i think i'm going to go to a racket shop near me and um either um, they have a demo program i'm going to demo some rackets i think and then i have my racket from a billion years ago it's not wooden, but, um, I think I'll get that re strung and regripped for my kids because, oh my gosh, when they play with it now, they come in and their hand is just black with the stuff from the grip, uh, oh, excellent. That's you know, awesome. like degrading in their hands. So, awesome. um, so it was just, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. We played just for hours. Um, so that was a great time. That was a great time. So, well, we, um, for this podcast are heading back to the Rockies, um, that today is part of our ongoing series called run in her shoes. Our guest is, uh, Adelgisa Rivera, who is fresh off running the three-day version of the venerable and incredibly challenging trans Rockies run. Adelgisa, who goes by the nickname Lisa identifies as an Afro Latina from sea level of concrete jungle of NYC, and we're eager to talk to her about diversity in trail running. Lisa is incredibly active in the athletic scene in Harlem. Among other things, she's a Harlem run pacer and El Barrio bike leader slash coordinator and a Shape Up NYC instructor. Plus, she loves, like us, Goo products. Lisa is an ambassador for Goo Energy Labs. Lisa will join us after this break. Stay with us. In more than a decade of TMI Tuesday updates on the AMR Facebook page, there is no more hot button issue than running underwear. Gals divide resolutely into the commando camp versus the undies coalition. I was a diehard commando runner until I discovered Runderwear. Runderwear is the original performance underwear for running. Runderwear's mission is to eliminate the discomfort caused by ill-fitting underwear. You know what I'm talking about. And to create seamless performance running underwear, basewear, and socks that are supremely comfortable, moisture wicking, and chafe free. Did you catch that? Chafe free. Chafing is my nemesis, and I find that with each passing year, another part of my body is bedeviled by my skin being rubbed raw. Well, when that started happening near my lady bits, I knew I needed a solution. Runderwear to the rescue. It's no wonder this UK-based brand has been voted best underwear and socks brand for three years in a row at the UK Running Awards. Their products have received more than 7,500 five-star reviews. Plus, Runderwear is the official running underwear brand of both England Athletics and Roadrunners Club of America. Take your pick of styles, from running hipster to running brief and the remarkably comfortable running thong. No, that's not an oxymoron. You need to try Runderwear for yourself, and we have a special code exclusively for our audience. 
Use code AMR20 to save 20% at runderwear.com slash AMR. That's R-U-N-D-E-R-W-E-A-R.com slash AMR and code AMR20. Runderwear.com slash AMR, code AMR20. As runners, none of us has the time for uncomfortable shoes. Rothy's surveyed thousands of its customers, and the number one word used to describe their shoes is comfy. That's probably because Rothy's unique seamless design is incredibly comfortable the moment you slip them on. Their fan favorite styles are sustainably made with materials like plastic water bottles. Rothy's are available in an array of shapes, styles, and colors, so you can always find the right pair for you. Flats, loafers, sneakers, you name it. Rothy's has you covered to wrap up summer on the right foot. They also make sandals in a swath of colors. And get this, Rothy's are fully machine washable and come with their own spacious, washable bags. On my family's recent long weekend getaway, I sported my Rothy's pretty much the entire time. They even served me well on the tennis court, playing with my husband and teens. Rothy's are fun and functional. Speaking of the hubs, he's thinking about getting in the Rothy's game as the brand recently launched men's shoes. Like their women's footwear, Rothy's men's shoes are durable, washable, and better for the planet. Keep it fresh this summer and beyond with washable shoes and bags from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash AMR to find your new warm weather favorites today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash AMR. rothys.com slash AMR. We've been on a roll with Kiwi Crates at our house. My girls get so excited when a crate shows up on our doorstep and it's not another Amazon package for mom. Recently, the girls tackled a crate together and painted beautiful stained glass ornaments that are proudly hanging in our front window. With school back in session, they don't have much time for arts and crafts, so this was a perfect project to keep those creative juices flowing in between memorizing multiplication facts and logging reading minutes. There are many things that we love about the Kiwi Crates, but at the top of the list is high-quality materials, step-by-step instructions, and really cool projects that they are proud of. They truly have something for all ages, and they ship the crates directly to your door so you don't have to run out and get everything. My kids put the crates together all by themselves, which buys some time for me to get work done and increases their confidence as they see their hard work pay off. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com AMR. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com AMR. Lisa, thank you so much for spending your lunch hour talking with us. Thank you for having me, guys. So Lisa, you have, um, you know, quite an interesting story. So tell us a little bit about your running history. I'll start with the the humor first, the little uh, white lie. Um, So I was going through a pivotal point in my life, uh, for lack of better words. I was going through separation, eventually divorce, um, mental health, weight gain, uh, you name it not healthy coping mechanisms. I eventually started transitioning to eating healthier, started going to the gym. And one of my cousins was a captain with the running uh, movement out in New York City, Harlem Run. Mm-hmm. Um, and for over a year, she tried to get me out to running. And I was like, who does that? Who runs in the cold, <laughs> in the rain? I am not doing that. When I was in the military, did not enjoy running at all. Long story short, she knew I was working out. So she said to me, oh, we actually have this new thing on Thursdays where we work out. You should come after like a couple of weeks. I was like, oh, I'll try it out. I showed up thinking, you know, no running involved. It's going to be a workout. I, you know, we drop our bags uh, where we used to have uh, our bags checked at Harlem United and Harlem, we come at the end of the stairs and our coach, uh, Rachel, for Thursday nights um, says, 
we're going to run, you know, we're going to run to the corner and then we're going to run to the next corner and we're going to run. And then we'll tell you the workout mm. at um, Marcus Garvey Park. I was like, what? What do you mean? I was told <laughs> there's no running. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so we, you know, jogged, ran, walked uh, over to the park, which was like maybe like three one to about three blocks away. And then we get there and I am told there's more running involved. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So now I can say, you know, it was a speed workout. It is a workout. Um, But I literally started um, my running journey on a little white lie uh, by one of my uh, cousins uh, who was already part of Harlem Run and was like, oh, you should come. She was always trying to get me to come. And I'm, I'm grateful for that little white lie because mm. um, running is part of every realm of my life now. Um, but at the moment, I was just like, oh, my God. I remember <laughs> chewing gum. I had cotton <laughs> socks on. I was huffing and puffing. And Amir, the co-founder of Harlem Run, I mean, he stayed with me the whole time. But I was like, how far is 400 meters? When can I get this break? <laughs> <laughs> But that's how I got into running as an adult. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. So, so you already mentioned that your that one cousin is a runner. But um, from what you told me earlier in an email, you mentioned you just you have one or two runners in your entire family. So, talk to us a bit about um, uh, your family and and kind of uh, how running's not commonplace in your family. So um, I am first generation here, right, in the United States. Uh, mm-hmm. My parents migrated here as well. My mother's one of 12 um, oh siblings, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they are, they are from Dominican Republic. Um, mm-hmm. We come from farmers, our great parents, uh, my grandparents and generations before that were farmers of the land. Um, so you could talk about hard labor, yes, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. per se, or, you know, working the land. Um, But in regards to running, running, um, in my family, it's just myself and my cousin. um, That's also part of Harlem Run. Mm -hmm. Um, And we both started as older adults. Um, I mean, she originally started as part of like her mental health to process things, to think things through. And then one of her former college friends, who was part of Harlem Run invited her over to Harlem Run. And then, like I mentioned to you guys, that's how she brought me over um, to Harlem Run. But running is not really part of like our upbringing or anything big in our family. Mm -hmm. I would say a lot of the fitness is not something that's big in our family. Mm -hmm. Um, People do move in different capacities, but it's more of, necessity versus Mm -hmm. I'm doing it intentionally. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that some of them for different factors in the last couple of years have started engaging in different fitness movements. I would would use that word Um, because unfortunately we've had a lot of scares with aunts and uncles and their health, Mm -hmm. as well as a lot of the history in our family um, medical history, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that a lot of them are finally realizing like, okay, this is important outside of, you know, a diet or outside of, I need to fit into that dress for that wedding or babies, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
So um, tell us how you got into trail running, especially living uh, in New York City. And um, and where do you find trails? Okay. <laughs> That's actually... For me, it's a funny story. <laughs> you guys think it's funny. <laughs> so I am a goo. Um, I'm part of the Salty Squad for Goo. And what that means is I'm a goo squad, um, a goo energy lab ambassador. And in 2018, uh, Celia and a few others from headquarters were in New York City for the marathon, you know, pre-marathon events were happening. And I used to work for Jack Rabbit, formerly known as the New York Running Company. I used to work there Mm part-time. So I came, I, you know, I was doing an event there. And then afterwards, a couple of us went out to dinner. While we were at dinner, uh, two of the gentlemen, um, I, they were cisgender white males, uh, were talking about, like, they were so amped up and excited and talking about, trail running and talking about trans rocky and then celia got super excited talking about how amazing it was and celia's like you can totally totally do this and i was just i just laughed at her it's like yeah not happening first of all what is it and second of all doesn't sound like i fit in um with that i could do it um fast forward for several years celia <laughs> continued the conversation and she's like you can totally do this and like you know, we'll throw it into conversations here and there. And I'm like, yeah, not happening. (laughs) And then um, COVID happened. And, you know, we had talked about it in 2020. COVID happened, lockdown, wasn't able to. And then she called me up, I think it was around early May, um, to confirm that she had gotten me a comp. So originally, I thought Mm. it it was for 20. 22 and I'm like oh I can totally do that in um in in 2022 right she's like no 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 no. like in three months (laughs) and I was like oh I don't know if I can um do that so then of course you know she supported me she spoke to me she um she guided me um Mm -hmm. and then and then I came back at her I was like well I don't know is it a are you able to get comp tickets for two more people Mm -hmm. and the reason behind it was one I wanted more people to be exposed to Mm -hmm. it but two I guess you could say selfishly um it was more of a safety thing Mm -hmm. for me I didn't want to feel alone I you know, as a woman of color, my skin tone, my curls, there's no way of hiding that and going into a space. Um, safety is huge, not mm-hmm. just physical safety, but just emotionally feeling mm-hmm. okay and feeling safe and, and being, you know, vulnerable in yourself. So I, I needed that level of comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came back and she was like, oh, we got you. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, so I guess there's no excuse I could use now. <laughs> I guess I have to do this. Um, so then I spoke to the same coach I mentioned um, formerly, uh, Coach Rachel from Harlem Run that I've known, I think about seven years now. And I was like, I need help. What is this? What do I do? Um, how do I proceed? And she's like, well, this is your plan. She's like, are you sure this is for this year? Because you have very little bit of time. Can you commit <laughs> to hours on your feet? And I was like, well, I got to do it. Yeah. So she she made um, a plan for me. Thank God, free of charge. And uh-huh. um, 
after that, I had a conversation with Myrna, the Merminator, um, for a couple hours. Myrna was like, you need to get on this Stairmaster. You need to, if you can get out, you know, to Colorado, you need to get out there and test the elevation. If you can get out there earlier, try to get out there earlier so that um, you're breathing, right? Like mm-hmm. your lungs and everything yeah. can adjust. Um, and then, I, you know, the universe just, it was just meant to happen this year. Mm. And, and I say that to say because everything that I could think of in the moment, something else would happen where automatically the universe, and by that, I mean, like, people will call me or text me or support me in so many ways. Like, the only reason I was able to do Trans Rocky was because the community literally came together mm-hmm. between my flight, between the entry, um, getting, you know, two other people of color into mm-hmm. the race. Um, you know, Myrna was able to get me trekking poles. Uh, mm-hmm. Tina Muir, who's a friend of mine, was able to talk to ultra and ultra you know got me the trail running sneakers um so it was like a real supportive community I was able to get a scholarship for like through Loveland Foundation for therapy so I was able to have two therapy sessions (laughs) about the race before I went out to do it so when I say it's a community it was community it was community now Mm. where do you find trails (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) such a good question. question yeah so you would think I would know these things, right? Um, <laughs> so training for Trans Rocky was um, amazing, very transformative, very, very, very therapeutic. Um, and it exposed me to so much more, not just within my city, but within the state. So, um, you know, Google is your best friend, as well mm-hmm. as speaking to other people or friends that I have on Facebook uh, that are trail runners and knew about these things as well as the coach and they recommended a few places so I had to learn how to take the bus from like Port Authority over to New Jersey or from Mm. Washington Heights over to New Jersey over to the Palisades which Mm -hmm. has some trails in there and people were shocked when I would post videos like where are you this week I'm like guys I'm literally (laughs) right across the bridge in the Palisades it's not far or um I had to learn how to take the bus from Port Authority all the way upstate New York to Bear Mountain or Beacon Mm -hmm. or learn or even how to navigate (laughs) and learning how to take the Metro North and the different train lines Oh boy. To get to the different parts of state, like Rockefeller, like state Rockefeller um, Park, which I had never been, um, actually loved it up there outside of the gnats and the mosquitoes. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So true. So true. Oh, my gosh. You, you, you don't you want to stop because you're tired. But as soon as you stop, like every bug oh within God. five miles yes. lands on yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, they love me in the city, but oh my God, in the trails, they're like, oh, fresh blood. I was just about to say fresh meat. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, well, so it's, I'm um, pleased, Lisa, that you brought up the, the therapy sessions because um, I saw on your Instagram account that you candidly wrote, and I'm going to quote you for a bit here. Prior to flying out, I spent two therapy sessions talking about not just the fear, anxiety, but my safety about showing up to a white space, thin bodies, straight hair, strong athletes, cisgender, etc. you name it. Everything you see represented in all levels of media when it comes to any sport except people like me. When you do see people like me, it 
almost always feels like we're we are being chased. There are moments sometimes I am ashamed to say I'm a vet and that I belong to a system that never protected my people. You know, really profound, strong um, words there and, and um, really just really strike a chord. Can you please talk more about your extreme trepidation and then what you found once you got to the race in the Rockies? So I get, I get emotional even just hearing that, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and it's powerful stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to start with the good, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I'll do it the other way around in that it was beautiful to, mm. you know, there's still a lot of work to be done in many sports, in many spaces, um, especially in the outdoors. And I, it, in, in speaking about Trans Rockies, I think that they've done a lot, a lot of work. I think there's still a lot of work to be done, but it was beautiful to walk into a space. And despite me asking to bring two people that there was, you know, I think it was probably 20, 30 of us there, people of color, not just from New York City, AAPIs, um, back of the Packers, different mm-hmm. curls, different hair, different skin tone, different languages. It was beautiful. Um, with that being said, we also instantly gravitated to each other without mm-hmm. a lot of us even knowing each other and created this like supportive community for ourselves within mm-hmm. this community in Trans Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I will say that regardless of who you are, highly, highly recommend you do Trans Rocky. It was amazing, um, not just because of that community, but also as a concrete runner in New York City, it's different running a marathon, running a race or running in the city streets. I never realized how friendly <laughs> mm. and, and checking in and like, it was almost like a community check-in every so often along the trails, it, you know, trail runners, it's just different. It's a different atmosphere. It's a different community. Mm. Um, very welcoming. Everybody was just so excited, so real. And because it's a stage race and an ultra, there's a six day and a three day. I did the three day, the 60 miler, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's pushing their limits. Everybody has their reasons, their whys, why they're there. And, it was beautiful just to get to see people raw and authentically mm. themselves out there because you're in your feelings, you're in your emotions. There's no hiding it, whether mm-hmm. it's tears and hugs or laughter. I mean, some of the in-depth conversations we had along those trails and some of the people I got to know was just beautiful. So I'll start with that because mm-hmm. despite, you know, oftentimes we allow our fears to stop us. Right. And despite my anxiety, my fear, my concerns, I still like stepped into the challenge, you know, Mm -hmm. but prior to going, there was just a lot of concerns, you know, especially Mm -hmm. after COVID and seeing more and more with the politics and everything on TV and things like that. And me going into a state that I know, I think it wasn't until last year that legally they stopped I believe a law was passed 
um, formerly where they could still kill Native Americans in mm. Colorado. And it wasn't until I think it was August of last year that that was overturned. So mm. knowing things like that about the state that I was going into, where mm. it was legal to kill Native people until mm. last August. And here I am, you know, this loud, you know, you know, energetic, wants to be friendly, curly hair, dark skin, you know, Afro Latina, you know, like I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up authentically as me and y'all not going to stop me, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That was scary because oftentimes some places I've gone to, like I recall as a younger adult going with the Christian Appalachian Project to help out in Kentucky and I remember you're other. There's no such thing as Mexican, Dominican, Puerto Rican. There's you're just other mm -hmm. and you're clumped together. So knowing something like they they were legally okay to kill native was scary for me. Mm -hmm. Like my mom relies a lot on me now. Um, she has gone through a lot since November, had a heart attack, cardiac. Now she has a defibrillator. So like knowing that and going into these spaces was very scary and history right has shown us not only as a person of color but as a woman we're just not welcomed mm -hmm. everywhere mm -hmm. and how do you show up authentically as yourself and strong mm -hmm. and confident and still be able to somehow create a safety net for yourself was like a lot of the conversations mm -hmm. that I had with um, my therapist I mm -hmm. I'm fortunate that I have a very, I have a, a black, uh, very woke former runner uh, mm. therapist. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I know who's able to, you know, flip it on me and give me analogies and a running perspective mm. to really help me see things or, or piece it together. And, you know, she was amazing and preparing me for it and you know one of the biggest things that I recall her telling me is like you can't fail like how can you fail at something that others haven't even attempted in your in your mm. world right like mm. how can you fail any you going in itself was a success you going yeah. you know she's like it's impossible for you to fail mm. and we had a lot of conversation around that and then yeah. there was also a lot of um for me, a lot of, I hate to use the word insecurities because it wasn't so much insecurity as, as much as I needed to remind myself. But there was a lot of, why did Gu choose me? <laughs> you know, why, why me? Am I the golden child? You know, like a lot of these brands or companies try to do. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a lot of discussions around mm -hmm. that. And, you know, in, in pre, like, conversations with Goo and even while I was in Colorado I had the honor and I'll say the honor because he's an amazing man of meeting Brian which mm -hmm. is the CEO of Goo he's actually mm -hmm. the son of the founder they founded it in 1994 and passed away mm -hmm. but Brian is just a breath of fresh air an amazing human being very caring I started having a conversation with him about going into these spaces not fully realizing who he was. <laughs> but um, prior to going there, I, I was reaffirmed 
why me, right? And then being in these spaces among these people and also speaking to all type of athletes coming from all walks of the earth, it was even more uh, reaffirming of why I do belong. And, you know, I share these things on social media, one as a reminder for myself, but also to let others know, like, you can totally do this. It's okay to have the fear, the anxiety, have mm-hmm. those feelings, feel it, be in the moment, but don't get stuck, right? Like mm-hmm. I started off by saying, don't let fear stop you, mm-hmm. you know? But it was very, it was amazing. I mean, I totally, totally loved Colorado. I miss <laughs> seeing mm-hmm. the mountains. <laughs> uh, now I just see buildings again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, a little different, a little different there in Manhattan. Yeah. 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 But I think there's a lot, a lot of work that still needs to be done in these spaces yeah. to represent um, us. And, and, and by us, I mean, you know, LGBT community, people that look differently, natives. Latinos, people of color, like, and I don't mean just like, like slap us on an ad, you know, or mm-hmm. slap us two or three times on Instagram. I mean, like, literally, there's a difference between saying this space was created with you in mind versus we're inclusive, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a difference between those two things. And, you know, and when I say that Trans Rocky has come a long way, I speak from like Myrna, who was like, who did this a couple of times for several years, and she was the only person of color, right? Mm-hmm. And here yeah. we are, and we're talking about 20 plus people of color at a race, you know, I know for her it was amazing to see, but yeah. for me it was so comforting, right? Um, but I want, obviously, it shouldn't be 20%. There should be more discussion. Why, why was there only about, you know, 20% or 20 people there? Mm-hmm. You know, what, why are people not, more people not aware of it? Why, why are more people not engaging? What yeah. is it about it? And I think that that's where a lot of the, the different sports need to be more aware in how, I don't want to use the word marketing, but how are they creating these spaces? How are they creating these races? What are they really taking into account? Who are they speaking to? Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're all in the room and you're all talking, like you might not be as open-minded as speaking to somebody else that comes from these communities that might be able to give you a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, but no, Trans Rocky was just completely different than I thought in a very beautiful way. Mm, That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, um, you know, switching gears a little bit with trans Rockies, let's talk about the physical part of it. And, um, you know, how did your body handle the altitude and the rugged terrain? You know, I mean, um, it, you know, it's, it's a tough course we know and, um, <laughs> tell us about it. So, um, again, my community. So one of my, um, friends, here in New York City, she loves hiking, the outdoors, nature. If she could live outdoors for the rest of her life, she would be a happy human. Um, so she had done Mount Everest, I think it was about a year, year and a half ago. Wow. And she had told me, she's like, if there's nothing else you do other than get trail sneakers is 
you need to get the medication. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> so apparently there is a medication um, for altitude um, that, that helps with symptoms. So um, I was able, I spoke to my doctor, my doctor cleared me, she gave me a prescription, later found out through the pharmacy that you can't get the specific um, medication anymore. You can only get the generic brand. So I was able to get the generic brand. Um, Then uh, again, the universe, it it was going to happen. The universe was leading me to be in Colorado um, for this race. And I was offered an opportunity. So Top Out Adventure is a new company in Colorado. Um, And I had gotten this email to come out and, you know, test some of the trails, Summit um, Mount Elbert and... I'm trying to remember. Uh, Holy Cross, I think, was the name of the the first trail we did, hmm. and uh, and then we did Whole Pass. So we oh, were wow. out there for like four days. And the friend that I mentioned, um, P, uh, that told me about the medication, was one mm-hmm. of the people that also was included. So oh, we were fantastic! Two people from New York. So the week of Father's Day. So like, that's when we were out in Colorado. That was my first time in Colorado. We went out to Leadville. I was like, you guys said this was a city. I remember walking. (laughs) They were like, oh, you guys can like check out the town. I went to check out the town. I was like, this is it. You know, coming from New York City, I (laughs) I thought I was going to be out there for hours. Uh, (laughs) You have more in one block in in Manhattan than in all of uh, Colorado. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is the whole city. But it was just beautiful. No matter which direction I looked, it literally I remember telling um, the founder of Top Adventures, Dave, I was like, it looks like the, the Coors Light beer can <laughs> everywhere I looked. <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> and um so so that was a way of of I was very grateful for that that opportunity to come out there to try the trails. But at the time I didn't know Dave. I didn't know his team. And meeting his team, they gave me the one-on-one on trail running. I didn't know anything about elevation gain. I really had no idea what I had said yes to. I'm going to oh be boy. very honest. I just said <laughs> yes, and the universe will make it happen, right? And when I got up, <laughs> I learned. Let me tell you, they taught me about the apps. They taught me about elevation. They taught me the terms. I'm like, what are these switch things? These things that you're just switching and zigzagging. <laughs> and they're like, switchbacks? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, what do you mean the saddle? Like in my head, I'm thinking horseback riding, yeah. you, get, you know, like they're like, no, 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 that's the middle. And that's when you know you hit, you're going to feel it. And then I didn't want to carry extra clothes and carry all this stuff. They're like, oh, you're going to need it. So I remember I'm just going to wear shorts. And then I was freezing at the top. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of like my mini training Mm-hmm. Um, for Trans Rocky Top Out Adventure. And the best part is that their second day with them, I was able to do Whole Pass, which is the most challenging stage. Oh, wow. Um, well, one of the challenge, most uh-huh. challenging stages at Trans Rocky. So oh, I had already awesome. done it and it was, you know, beautiful and amazing. I got to test out my body, I got to test out my sneakers, my my hydration backpack, my uh-huh. gear, uh-huh. Um, and then the elevation, right? So it, it was hard. I was it, it was hard. Uh-huh. I mean, trying whole pass, 
when I did it with Top Out, took me about seven hours and 30 minutes. And it was a beautiful, clear skies, sunny day. I had my liquid energy gels from Goo. I had taken my pre-workout. I had taken my elevation medication. Uh-huh. And I, I had my two liters of water. I still ran out of water up there. Mm. Um it was it, it it's very different than running on concrete where I'm I'm I, I'm trying to listen for ambulance and pay attention to lights and and <laughs> and people you know jumping with bikes in front of me or, or or you know all these other factors in a city versus being in trails and having to listen to the sounds because they had told me about cats these cats bobcats mm. and what you're mm. supposed to do and I'm like what you know or. <laughs> You know, coming from New York City, what about if a deer jumps out or what is a moose? And, you know, (laughs) and like shifting my eyes right from looking straight forward to looking down because of rocks. Uh So it was really, really um, an amazing uh, adventure to be out there with Top Out because it taught me so much about what I was going to be going through. But it wasn't so much about. Because at one point I separated from them for like a period of time um, and I was alone for several hours. Mm -hmm. So I would say that if you put the time on your feet and do a level of training, your body can do trans rocket. You can Mm -hmm. totally do it. They give you nine hours cut off. But even if you come in at nine, 10 or 10 hours, Huda, the the race director, he's not not going to count it. And he's also not not going to let you run the next day. He's also not going to not give you a medal, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because it's meant to be a space to be enjoyed and and to learn and to grow and to have fun. Right. And when people hear trail running or running in general, people always I'm not going to say all people, but some people assume you're running the whole thing. No, you're walking, you're hiking, you're speed walking, you're stopping, you're in you know, you're moving. There's also rules. I learned the rules. You know, you move to the side, depending on who's going up or who's going down. Uh There's through hikers. So there's just so much, right? It's a whole nother world than Mm -hmm. running on concrete or running races in the city or running marathons. Mm -hmm. Um, So I needed to learn the terms. I needed to learn but I, I am uh, I am someone who learns by doing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was, again, very grateful for Top Out because I was able to learn a lot of these things while being out there. And it, it helped my mind. It helped yeah. shape my whys. It helped me yeah. realize that it wasn't so much that my body couldn't do it. It was that mm-hmm. I needed to get my mind right and I needed to get my mindset right and what my whys were and why was I doing this and why was this so important for me and versus doing it for somebody else and again anybody can do this just do time on your feet but Mm -hmm. if your mind is not in it if you haven't established your whys for you it's Mm going to get to you out there because being out in the woods every so often by yourself Mm -hmm. you know for hours it, it there's there everything you don't want to think about you're going to think about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness oh everything my goodness. you've been like trying not to think about pushing yes. away hiding from not trying to address it's just going to surface yeah. and and on some days it's going to surface more than others depending on where you are and for me i think day two 
of Trans Rocky, which is stage two, which was Hope Pass, which I had already done. You would think it would be easier. It was actually the hardest because mm -hmm. the weather was the worst. They haven't had this weather in any of the 14 oh. years that they've been doing Trans Rocky. Oh, so no. not only was it raining the whole time, but it was windy and cold. Oh, I remember, sure. yeah, getting to the saddle. I, I couldn't lift my arms. I couldn't feel my fingers. <gasps> I wish the medics had to take my layers out of my backpack, dress me and put oh, my no. gloves on. It was I was fine. I was not going to let that stop me. Once no. they dressed me, I took off because I needed my blood. <laughs> I needed the circulation. I needed to feel my. So I just kept running and sliding in the mud and Oh, paying boy. attention to the rocks and using my trekking poles. I just kept running until I was able to feel um, my fingertips again and, and started feeling like, oh, my God, I'm sweating again. Um, and again, mentally. Right. Then it got mm. hot. Then you got, you know, <laughs> mosquitoes came out and then you start taking all the layers off. But mentally, it, it was challenging because for me, I'm always like, I'm just trying to be a better version of myself. I'm just trying mm -hmm. to grow and learn and be better than me. It's a challenge. So it's me versus me. So I had already done this. So my goal was to come in under seven hours and 30 minutes <laughs> because I had already done it on a beautiful day in seven hours and 30 minutes. Um, so it wasn't just about finishing for me on stage two. It was really about coming in under that time because I had done training because I, you know, had done this course before I knew where to go. I knew what to expect, where the downhills were going, but the weather, you know, played a role in that, that I was like, Oh, I can't take the downhills. I can't run the downhills and walk the uphills. Like I usually do because it's going to be muddy and slide and mm -hmm. safety comes first. Right. So then, somewhere along the line after the saddle that that goal went out the window mm. it was just like I have to finish this but those last four miles were so in the heat I was oh out there I would say out of the four miles maybe three of those miles I was alone because at different points you see people passing you you check in on each other and then people keep going it yeah. was brutal mentally it was brutal I um I knew that it was going to be an emotional day for me Mm -hmm. um, only because of the weather every mm -hmm. night, um, the race director and a few other people that put the race together, they do a briefing of, of the yeah. next day. They talk mm -hmm. about the history. Um, well, they talk about the history that they know. Yes. Um, <laughs> they talk about, uh, the weather that's projected, they talk about what you must have with you. So there are required gear mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. are expected to carry with you, which I'm grateful for because I needed it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. layers, uh, waterproof gloves, waterproof jacket, mm -hmm. um, a hat that covers your ears and a few other things, uh, emergency mm -hmm. blanket. Um, and, you know, they talk about different things. So I knew going into day two that they were worried about mm. the weather and we mm. were worried yeah. um so i had put this tank top we had a runner in new york city that passed away a couple years back and this other runner had created these uh, butterfly in her name for mm. some of us to like put it on our you know athletic running gear uh -huh. so when i ran berlin i put it on my the shirt i ran the singlet i ran in berlin oh. marathon so i specifically put that as my first layer Oh. Um, because I wanted to think about her and her smile and just mm. who she was. Right. Um, mm -hmm. 
in those, and I'm getting emotional and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's beautiful. But those last four miles were hard. And I found myself, I found myself <laughs> having conversations <laughs> with her. Like, obviously oh. she's gone. Obviously I know, but yes. it was like, I know you got, I know you got me, you know, or mm. like just, just remembering her smile or like how she would encourage a lot of us. Mm. Um, and how loved she was. So for several miles, <laughs> that's how I got through. Yeah. So I say again that, um, yeah, safety is huge. Getting there is huge. The cost of these races are huge. The mm -hmm. gear, um, yeah. the training, what it does to your body, how much you push your body, but it, mm -hmm. your mind you have, it's all about the mind. I'm mm -hmm. grateful for coach Rachel because she, I mean, by the end of the training and I, I only trained from May 27th wow. through like June 30th. That was my training. Other wow. people trained for years. So I didn't, yeah. I could only imagine what my outcomes would have been if I had trained for a year, you know, like yeah, others, yeah. Yeah. but I'm grateful because she, every week, she was on me. She was like, did you do your six hours on Saturday? Did you do oh your boy. eight to nine hours on Sunday? And every weekend I found, I found a trail. I mm. took the train. I got up at four five, six, seven in the morning. And I was out there. I was wow. out there all day. And I, I'm grateful for the running community in New York city. And a lot of the friends that I have, because they offered to go with me. And usually I'm all about community and let's do it together. And I had to, say no to a lot of people because I needed to work on my mind. I needed yeah. to know that I could be out there for five, six hours by myself with no headphones, no music mm -hmm. and be okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was, that was the biggest challenge for me versus my body. Um, because I, I already knew what it was to run five hours or six hours, right? Because I run a, a marathon. Mm -hmm. Although it's different muscles, right? And you're using different gears. Now you have trekking poles. So now you got to learn how to move mm -hmm. your body and also use these trekking poles. Or what do you do when you're not using them? Mm -hmm. um, but it was really about the mind. But again, like nothing's ever achieved alone. Like everybody that supported getting me there, everybody that supported me and getting the gear, but even the people I met al along the way. Like I remember um, these two ladies I met, Joanna and Lisa, amazing ladies. And we just stayed with each other. We stayed mm. with each other um, for day two, for several, several miles. We got to the saddle and then they had to go because they were trying to wait for me, but they were freezing. Mm -hmm. And then they saw me pass them and they're like, Lisa, you okay? I'm like, I have to feel my fingers again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also the other great thing about Trans Rocky that Myrna has started um, way back because she's a back of the pack, which a lot of people call us, which are people that may take a little bit longer. Uh -huh. um, but you still finish, you still do the sure. mileage, but you're exactly. maybe out there longer. Yeah. So Trans Rocky gives you the option of either starting with everybody else, mm -hmm. or what they call Dawn Patrol. Dawn mm -hmm. Patrol usually starts Love earlier. Then it. Uh -huh. it could be depending on the day an hour, 30 minutes before everybody else. Um, so it lets you be out there without having to move up, you know, every five seconds move to the side because the people that are competing or racing mm -hmm. are passing, right? And you're on single tracks sometimes and you may not have enough space. So you have to move aside. It's also mm -hmm. a safety precaution in some of these 
trails, there isn't that space to move aside, right? Right. So Trans Rocky does offer you um, Dawn Patrol. So for the first day, they don't offer that. But for Mm. day two and three, I took full advantage of that. And, you know, I was out there for some time before you saw you know, that the people competing and then mm-hmm. you will see other trail runners. So it gives you that space to one, get to know other people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also for you to be okay and run your race or trek yeah. your race or hike your race. Yeah. Um, but again, if you do time on your feet, you can totally do it. Like I met Julie Galloway, who is, oh. I mean, she's an amazing human being. She's not even 70 yet. Mm-hmm. She's done. This was her 11th year completing Trans Rocky, the six days. Wow. And she just had hip surgery and recovered from it. Wow. And she's so, she's such a happy, honest, authentic uh, woman. And she hikes the whole thing and wow. she finished. She came under nine hours every day, all six days. Wow. But she did it. And yeah. the, the only way she did it is because she's already done this right so she has her mind there but she has to get her body there and for her she does a lot of you know she gets out in the woods she does a lot of time on her feet or she gets on the treadmill Mm -hmm. Mm. so it's really about getting your body prepared for it and you can totally do it you just have to commit if you don't commit to it you're going to find excuses you're and it's going to come out it's going to come out on race day um, I don't even want to call it race day because it was such an amazing journey. Yeah. I literally, it, it literally felt like I was just hiking with friends oh. on different days and we were supporting each other through it. Nice. But, you think you're, you think you're going back another time? So I had a conversation with Huda. You guys are hearing this first. Mm-hmm. It hasn't even been posted on social media. <laughs> I am going back for the sixth day, 2022. Oh. Awesome. If awesome. COVID doesn't intervene, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I will now be taking the challenge to do the six day, 120 miles in the trails of Colorado. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and and you got a, a whole, you know, a whole nother year to be taking Metro North and the yes. past train and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Heading out to the uh, quieter surroundings and, uh, Wow. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, Lisa, we want to let you get back to work, but thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing of yourself. This was really wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you to both of you for creating this space for individuals like me to share our stories oh. and for having me. I really oh. appreciate it. Thank Great you. Yes. Thank you. And we, we look forward to uh, seeing your progress uh, next year on Instagram. So thank wow. you so much. All thank right. You take, so much. take good care. You too. Bye bye. Oh, that is so exciting that she's going to go do the six day. I know that's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, there's um a fair number of uh, mother runners that I know who are doing the six day. You know, I have to say that Trans Rockies 2022 is already sold out. I, I heard that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we got a couple cool. of Bama ambassadors who are doing it. And one of them's coming out from Iowa and Dimity's already like, oh, Kate just has to get out to Colorado to experience elevation before she gets there. So now I'm thinking yeah. <laughs> maybe Kate needs to find out what that uh, generic uh, prescription is. Exactly. Generic medication exactly. is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, maybe if you are now inspired to hit the trail, inspired by Lisa, um, but you maybe feel some trepidation to do so, we have a solution. It is part of our Become series, and you can uh, do the Become a Trail Runner program. We have Become a Runner, Become a Trail Runner, and Become a Cyclist. They are eight week training programs. The training kicks off on Monday, August 30th. And it is eight weeks of, you know, guiding you step-by-step, telling you tips, technique, um, you know, uh, little gear, a lot of gear advice, particularly for the cycling one. I know there's a couple of webinars, uh, including one on how to change a flat, which I should be watching. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so really takes you step-by-step, um, through, and then you get to, uh, get this amazing shirt, part of your swag. It's really cute statement tee that says either runner, trail runner, or cyclist on it. And as Dimity likes to say, you know, it's practically worth it just for the shirt itself. So, um, if you are interested in checking that out or joining us, go to anothermotherrunner.com, click on, um, training. And then I think it's, uh, beginning running, uh, or beginner, I think it's beginner programs. Um, so again, go to anothermotherrunner.com for those, uh, become series. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Mm-hmm.